This is a positivity podcast. We will discuss ships of all shapes and sizes. From the pure to the problematic, no ship is off limits. Every ship discussed in this podcast is a work of fiction. It's not real, so therefore, it doesn't really matter. If you don't like the OTP we discuss in this episode, why don't you go outside, take a walk, and don't listen to this episode. We'll see you next time. where we talk about OTP, shipping, one-true pairings, and all that great stuff. So we've had the rare pair spectrum from Saku Atsu to Osaaka. Still no Ushi um, Kitty yet, but I am waiting. Cough, cough, Aerie, come back. Um, but today we've got another really fun rare pair in Haikyuu, and I'm so excited to talk about it because these boys, they're so good. So first and foremost, hello, my special guest. What would you like to be called on this show? Um, my name is Brittany, but you can call me Britt. Hey, Britt, and what rare pair are we talking about today? We are talking about my boys, Toraken. Tora and Kenma. Oh, my God. Now, who are these boys? If you're living under a rock, who are they? <laughs> they hail from Nekama. We meet them the first year at the practice match. Kenma is Nekama's setter. He, we actually meet him with his first encounter with Hinata. Um, and from an outsider's perspective, he's often seen as really lazy, but he's a very, very calculating person. He's also super, super stinking adorable with his pudding colored hair and his very adorable cat eyes. Pudding colored um, hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so accurate. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> um, he's called the team's brain. Um, also don't flame me before I say this, but I only watch dub. Um, I get really bad migraines. So reading sub and watching at the same time is kind oh of a problem God. for me so you have braved <laughs> the high q dub i have i have i actually really enjoy it i think it's hilarious i think um, it's hilarious read- too it's so funny. Literally, when Noya got introduced and Hinata was like, oh, my God, he's like a horny tornado. I have never laughed so hard in my entire <laughs> life. I was like, did I hear that right? I'm sorry. We're going to rewind because there's no way he just said that. Anyway. Yeah. So I've <laughs> the, only watched the hi, dub. Hi, you walked so the skate dub could run. <laughs> literally. Literally. That skate is a treasure. And that's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> back to what I'm here for. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> he's called the brain of Nekama. And on the dubbed, they say we are the plasma. Let's make our emotions fluid. Keep the oxygen flowing so the brain can work to its full potential. Literally, the entire Nekama team runs around him. Tora, he's the wind spiker, the ace of Nekama. I'm not actually sure if he's actually the ace of Nekama or if that's more of a self-proclaimed title. But we're going to let him have it. <laughs> Because he is best boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's literally the polar opposite of Kenma in personality, motivation. Um, he's also really loud and really excitable. A lot of people associate him to Tanaka, um, kind of in that rambunctious, like really, really good hearted, but comes off very, very brash when you first meet him. Um, we're introduced to him when he steps up because Hinata gets really excited because he sees Kenma again. And <laughs> Tora's like, um, what's your deal with our setter? And it's like the, <laughs> the horrible, like angry, like flames and colors around him. 
Um, what else? Really, he all, he's always around. The first time I watched this, I was like, he's always around Kenma. Like, always around. He's constantly touching him. And Kenma's always giving him, like, the side eye, like, why are you here? <laughs> anyway, really adorable. Um, that's kind of all I have, like, to get to know them. They're both, oh, they're both second years. Um, and their origin story is adorable, but I will get to that later. <laughs> So I think the direction of this conversation was actually going to what you were just about to talk about. You know, when was the moment when you started to ship those two? Well, okay. So actually, this is a really funny story because normally when I ship something, it's I see it like an interaction or something. And I'm like, oh, my God, these are my boys. I'm going to protect them and I will love them forever. So (laughs) I'm going to go on a, a slight minor side tangent just really quick um hell yeah I love the side <laughs> tangents so my first you're gonna find out really quick I'm kind of a rare pair of bitch when it comes to things so. <laughs> I'm a rare pair of bitch put that on a t-shirt <laughs> so the first ship I ever had in Haikyuu was Tananoia like how mm, can you not ship them a good when- flavor Thank you. How can you not ship them when the first interaction that Tanaka has with Noya is literally, he's like, Noya, like, why do you have so many bruises? And Noya's talking about how much work he did outside of, like, when he was kicked out of school. And Tanaka just starts crying, and he's like, oh, my God, you're so cool. Like, it's just so endearing and so soft. And they're constantly, like, roughhousing together and touching, all of the touching, like, hugging. They're very soft. So that was my first one. My second one was obviously Kenhina because they have a literal, like, soulmate moment. Literally, like, the world stopped. The wind, like, blew back Kenma's hair and their eyes locked. I don't know how people don't ship it. (laughs) You know? Like... (laughs) They don't understand. They can't perceive the flavor. (laughs) I just... It's right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so... That, I watched all of season two. So I saw all of Tora and Kenma's interactions up to season two. But season three was in sub. Um, And I can watch a little bit of sub, but if I watch any more than, like, three episodes, my migraines kick in and I was like, I'm not. I'll just wait for it to come out in dub. So I started reading fan fiction. And I powered through all of the Tananoia episode, uh, not episodes, <laughs> um, fix. And then I started on Kenhina and I ran into um, this great author, Stacy Wrights on AO3. Um, and she had a rare pair, literally just a collection of rare pair stuff. And I was like, oh. This is speaking my language. So I just started going through all of the rare pair ships she had on there. Just literally just clicking next and next and next. And I got to a Torkin fic. And I was like, oh my god. This is so good. How did I not ship them before? How have I been so blind? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did I not see the light? So after I did that, I was like, I should read the manga. Like, I've been so dumb. So I started reading the manga and reading through. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. This is so good. (laughs) I literally got to – I loved all of their stuff, right? They have great banter. Like, they literally tease each other the whole time. Like, the Fukurodani versus Nekama match. Tora. (laughs) Oh, my God. That whole match is flawless. It's so good. But that, like, feeds my Boku Kuro soul. So (laughs) – 
I got fed well during that match as well. But the one that really, like, solidified it for me was 266 to 269. Like, holy shit. That, like, it's their origin story. Yeah. <laughs> literally, like, it starts, and they have literal, like, it's a season, it's literally a season's fan fiction of them falling in love. Like, it starts in spring, and it goes to summer, and it goes to fall, and then it goes to where they are now. Like, <laughs> they start hating each other. Watching <laughs> that animated was like, I was like, oh. Because, like, like you, I didn't really pay any attention, you know, to well, yeah. that rare pair of shit. But, like, watching the episodes in, you know, late 2020 as they were coming out, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, an entire episode dedicated to they. Like, I know, oh, man. I, know. I was actually kind of shocked because um, I was waiting for that episode to come out because I was like, oh, my God, people are going to see the light. I'm going to get more content. People ah. are going <laughs> to like. No, and then nothing really came out after it, which is kind of sad. Um but, I mean, I kind of get it. They're still, like, an odd. And I also think there's a little bit of, like, people don't find Tora aesthetically attractive, which is the same, same thing Tanaka gets a little bit, which, you know. And, I mean, I kind of get it. But also, like, season four did Tanaka and Tora oh, so well. They are so stinking cute. But They got their moments to shine. They did. They did. It was so good. Yeah, that was it for me. So what about their relationship do you find the most delicious that you, like, love about them? <sighs> the most delicious. The most delicious. Um, I love, so, God, there's so much. Um, I, I love that. There's just so <laughs> much. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Um, I think, honestly, it, it comes down to, like, the simple, like, one of the things, when they get into that, like, fist fight argument about, like, be, <laughs> Ken was like, just be more specific. Like, saying the word guts and, like, working yourself to death isn't going to make you improve. It makes you feel better because you feel like you're doing something. And <laughs> Tora's like, yeah, but you have to have guts to be better like to be willing to show up for your team and stuff like that and then afterwards Kinma is like I haven't yelled that much I'm exhausted like I haven't exerted that much energy in anything in forever like the fact that Tora can bring that side out in him but later on literally just two panels later Tora also sees the value like guts isn't always about showing up like it isn't always about being loud and being the center of attention like guts can be just being that dependent person that everyone trusts to do the job because that's what you're there for like I just love like the things they see in each other and they bring out in each other I think that's my favorite part yeah that's so precious it is because like yeah like Haikyuu is so good in the sense that there's literally a boy for everyone so what specific like flavor do you think Tora Ken like quenches within the thirst of rare pair shippers hmm. specifically rare pair shippers yeah 
Because, again, there are just so many boys. You could ship them with anyone. There are so many boys. Um, I think the beauty with rare pair shippers, I was actually just having this conversation about, like, what people like so much about rare, like, certain rare pair shippers. So, um, there are spectrums of rare pairs, right? So, there are the rare pairs with very little content, which I think people really enjoy because you can mold them more to what you want. Like, so you can basically plaster anything on them. And no one's going to say anything because they don't really have that much content. And the Ushikitas. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And who's going to say anything? No one because there's no content, right? Um, and I think kind of Sakulatsu kind of fits there too because they have no – they have a little, like, canon content together but not very much. And Saku, Sakuza has very little content, like, himself specifically. Um, so you can really kind of put whatever you want for them and then there's like who else is there and then there's Tora Ken who have moments together but time skip they have really nothing they have one tiny little panel and they're not even interacting so time skip there's whatever you want so I think for them specifically they kind of they really scratch that kind of rivals to friends to lovers itch um, mm. because they are rivals they do not like each other in that flashback um their origin story is basically hating each other's guts they avoid each other and then over time they kind of learn to tolerate each other and then <laughs> literally the final flashback of that is tora being like kenma you can call me tora all my buddies do and kenma being <laughs> going do i have to and then it flashes back <laughs> to the current game and him calling for tora to get the ball calling him tora so, Aww. yeah, he's like, Tonka Tora is one of the few people Kenma calls by his first name, which is super endearing because he doesn't do that with a lot of people. He doesn't even call Kuro by his first name. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was only Hinata that he called by his first name. Yeah. 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 I really wow. thought that for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Guess we got to go back in the Ken Hina episode and update that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there is an inaccuracy here <laughs> update check the Torken episode because yeah oh my god like i didn't even yeah wow nope i guess i gotta reread dia uh, oh my god no i'm on a roll with the dia i'm so rolls. bad <laughs> i'm so bad i'm n- don't turn this into a dia episode don't turn this into a dia episode don't turn this into a dia episode um um what was i gonna say yeah, I didn't even even like notice in the anime that he was calling um Tora by his first name. No, like, he doesn't. He doesn't. No oh, he doesn't. Says, no. Okay, so everyone calls him Yamamoto, right? Like okay. when Kuro yeah. yells at him, he calls him Yamamoto. Tanaka calls him Yamamoto. The only time he calls him that Kenma calls his name is when he's calling for him to get the ball. So they saved that for Adade. Saved that for that moment. Like, that's a specific reveal of Kenma calling him Tora. Damn. Yeah, and it's not even his full name. It's like a, I want to know It's like an it. endearment name. Yeah. 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 Like a nickname. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. My heart clinches every time I read it. Like, and I've read it like a hundred times. But every time I'm like, <laughs> it hits so good. That's a good crumb. That's a really good crumb. Wow. Yeah, I was, again, I was going to say, you know, to the, tune of like rare pair shippers i think it's incredible how you have such a big 
space to play in with the whole their canon like childhood not even friends like acquaintances so you can kind of get that like pre-established like we come from a similar place so we have shared experiences even though we're not like the closest of friends and then Mm -hmm. as they get older they can like reminisce about that and that's just so beautiful to think about it is it is it is it's a wonderful thing being a rare pair shipper gives you so much opportunity I think Um, And for me, a lot, I think that's why I tend to go towards that more. Um, I love canon, don't get me wrong. I think it takes a lot of talent and a lot of persistence to write the beautiful work that they do. Um, But for me, I love, I like to get to dig around and play in it. And so Rare Pair is generally where it's at for me. say we love the canon the canon is great but sometimes we crave a little something extra so Britt have you made anything for Torican? I have um I have written actually let me pull up my AO3 yes okay so I have written one two 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 for them um one is called fuzzy and out of focus um it's about kenma waking up from surgery and it's told from his perspective and he's (laughs) suffering from the side effects of amnesia like uh not amnesia anesthesia so he's still like really, really fuzzy. So I don't know. Have you ever had to go under for surgery? Yes. I had my wisdom teeth out and I literally closed my eyes, counted to the number 97 and then woke up an hour later in the future. <laughs> right. And then like, like when you're coming out, you're like, but I, but I was counting. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Happened. It is. It's shocking. So I've had uncountable surgeries so (laughs) I always think it's funny because sometimes it hits you really hard and when you're waking up you feel like you're in this new like undiscoverable world and you don't know who anybody is and so for this one I kind of wrote from that um, perspective and Kenma sees this dashingly handsome man he doesn't know where he knows him from but he feels very comfortable and safe around him and very attracted to him and so (laughs) he's just very grabby and very handsy And then he sees his wedding ring on his finger, and he is crushed. Just crushed. Aww. (laughs) I think I know where this is going, so I'm just like, oh, my heart, my heart. (laughs) Literally heartbroken. And the guy is Tora. And Tora starts freaking out because he doesn't know if Kidma is in pain, if his pain meds have wore off, if he needs a doctor. And so Kidma is like, I need to let him know I'm fine, but like he's married and I can't, I'm in love with him. How can he be married to someone else? So basically, it's a super, super, super fluffy fic about Kedma like being in love with Tora and being sad that he's married to someone else when in reality they're already married and have been yes! married for five years. Oh, that's so cute. Yes, it's super adorable. The other one I have is I Choose You, and this one is a little more spicy. Um, 
<laughs> um, it is. It does. Oh, both of these have a spec characters uh, because you got to write the content you want to see in the world. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has Pining Tora, and he got hurt. It's post time skip. Both of these are. I should have mentioned that before. Um, and he got hurt and can't play volleyball anymore, so he's trying to figure out what he wants to do now, and he moved in with Kenma, and basically he's a pining idiot who is trying to figure out if he wants to tell Kenma that he's been in love with him forever or wants to just stay quiet because he doesn't know if Kenma has any romantic or sexual feelings and he doesn't want to, like, ruin the friendship they've had forever. So, basically, it's mutual pining and then sexy, sexy time. Mutual pining and sexy, sexy time is always so good. And we will have links to those fix in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're both very good. Also, for Fuzzy and Out of Focus, I commissioned art from Nat, um, and that's linked in that as well. And oh, that's so, so amazing! It's what was so what was cute. that like commissioning art for your fic? I've actually never had someone on to talk about that before. What was that like for you? Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, so no. Nat is wonderful. Nat is wonderful. Um, I highly recommend commissioning her if you ever want to work with someone who's super easy to talk to um she's very very collaborative so um fuzzy now to focus is probably one of my favorite and more personal fix just because i have a lot of hospital experience because i'm chronically ill <laughs> so um when i was talking to her about it i was like this is really personal to me um so I'm not really sure, like, if you want to do something for the whole thing or if you want to do, like, a little part. And she goes, well, I'll just read it and I'll tell you, like, what my favorite portion and the part I'm most comfortable, like, doing something for would be. And then she read it and was like, well, what's your budget? And she gave me, like, her pricing and what she um, – she gave me her pricing and then kind of asked me what I was comfortable spending. And then she just sent me back what she was thinking and asked for my feedback on the whole thing. It was so easy and so great. And then through the whole thing, she would, like, send me updated sketches and asked if I wanted to change anything um, or if I needed anything different, how I was feeling. Literally, it was the easiest, easiest thing I've ever done with commissioning art, honestly, because there's very little art for Torikin just in general. So <laughs> a lot of the art you see for them I've commissioned or my friend Kells has commissioned. Um, so that was probably one of the easier experiences I've ever had with commissioning art. Yeah. So highly recommend. That's awesome. Yeah. And actually this was going to go into my next question. You know, now is usually when we recommend fix and art, but I was, I was curious, I was a curious Nancy and I went on AO3 and Torikin only has 86 <laughs> works. Oh, I did numbers. <clears throat> oh my God. Let me just pull you up my numbers. So they have a fix on 8003, 86 total. Fix where they are the OT, like the true OTP, which you can't even look. So I hand counted is 53. Um, fix in English is 33. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And I'm two of those. That's good for you, though, that you're like in the kitchen <laughs> making that food. Like, I feel that I'm I'm currently in super rare pear hell right now. So it's just like 
it's frustrating having to cook your own food but like I think it's incredible that you a are able to like make it and you know be like be a part of this like smaller like community of like people do have you read like all of the Torah can fix that you could oh yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent that's incredible I've that's re- incredible though <laughs> it is it was super exciting but also really frustrating when I really got into them because I was like oh my god because I came from Kenhina, which adamantly mm. doesn't have a ton compared to like Bokuaka or Kagehina but it has a decent amount like in the thousands um and to go from thousands to 33 I can read <laughs> Was yeah, Kenhina has over two thousand fix. Yeah, so that was a little like shocking to <laughs> to go from one to the other. Um, so I powered through those really quickly, and then I was like, "Well, crap! There's there's nothing else <laughs> for me here, so it looks like I'm gonna have to make it myself." And we're so happy you <laughs> did. But let's recommend some of those ones that you enjoyed and keep coming back to. Yes. Okay. So. I will recommend them to you. I also created a Torkin collection on my AO3, so... Oh, hell yeah! We'll <laughs> link that. So, we have... Have to go to the lady that started it all, Stacy Smash. And the first fic I ever read... Read, read. First thing I ever read and the one I keep coming back to is called I'm Right Here, Dumbass. It is a soulmate dream AU... It is literally probably one of the best characterizations of Torah I have ever read in my entire life. Um, It is a spicy fic. It's also super, super fluffy. It is part of a Soulmate AU series. Um, All of the other ones are really good as well, but I recommend the Torahkin one just because I'm biased. Um, It is basically what happens is... So in this, you dream of your soulmate Um, and you can't see their face and you can't see any like defining features and you keep dreaming about them until you recognize who they are so you can find them. Kenma, because of course he can, he's Kenma, has one dream and to his horror realizes his soulmate is Tora. (laughs) (laughs) Tora, on the other hand, because he's a sweet, sweet dummy, keeps dreaming and telling everyone about his beautiful girl soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) Until one day he's at home, and he has a dream, and they're getting frisky, and it is not a vagina that he's touching. It's not a (laughs) vagina. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And so he calls Kenma, because they're best friends in this, which is so, so endearing. And he's like, Ken, I don't know what to do. Like, I just had this realization about my soulmate, and FYI, it's not a girl. And literally the rest of it is Kenma trying to, like, feel him out, whether, like, that's upsetting to him, and Tora being like, no, I don't really care, but, like, I really just need to be with a friend right now so I can process this. And then, like, they end up getting together, and it's the most adorable thing. So definitely please give that a read, because it's wonderful. Um, I have also from Stacy Smash, Caught in the Rain, which is basically literally them just making out in the rain. It's great, though. As You Wish, which is a, God, it's such a long, it's a 35K one shot. And honestly, it's a toss up between it's actually a, to- um, 
Torican or a Kurodific, but it's still really good. It's, how do I describe this? It's a genie fic. So Kuro is a genie in a lamp, and Kenma, like, gets three wishes with him, and Tora is the one that goes to protect him while they travel to return Kuro to Daichi. Hmm. It's like 35k of... And so they're like the side pairing in this fic. Kind of. Like, it centers around mm. them falling in love. But Stacy smashes main OTP. Like, her favorite is Kurodai. And you can kind of tell when you're reading it. Because it'll be like, Torakin, Torakin, Torakin. And then we're going to have a side pair, like a, a side divergent of Kurodai. That's cool, uh, though. You get like two for the press of one. You do. It's good stuff. Um, and then we have Not Playing Games by Jade HQKNB. It's a drunk confession fic featuring Kenma, which Ooh. is the best. Um, I could just keep going, but just check out the little collection I have. Awesome. Are there any uh, fan arts that we should be on the lookout for? Um, I convi- uh, commissioned a... One from Finn the Bun. Um, that's really adorable. Um, Horo Draws has some really cute ones that I commissioned. Other than that, those are the only two I can really think of off the top of my head. We'll totally have those links for them in the show notes for sure. Want to spread the love? Yeah, spread it all around. Hell yeah. So when you are looking... In the, you know, 33 fix that you can read. Um, <laughs> content to consume. Do you tend to be drawn more to AUs or canon compliant slash divergent stuff? I'm more a canon divergent person. Because I, I like what there is there. Yeah. <laughs> I like, it's so funny because when I write, I'm more of an AU person. Um, but when I read, I really like what's there already like and I like when people keep like sneak little things in so like what happened in between the times and the time skip like there's so much room to dance around in there um I don't ever feel like I'm a concise enough writer to keep it tight enough but I love reading when other people do it I think it's very impressive as I nod like you can see me (laughs) I'm like nodding like "Mm, yes Mm -hmm. Mm yes yes so if you could get you know an AU for Torken I did this with the Osaka episode and I'm excited to do it again because yes rare pairs what are your top three AUs you would want to see them in oh god um okay I have a confession so I (laughs) I am oh my gosh going to go against my instinct because I am secretly not so secretly a very angsty driven person um but I really want them to be happy so (laughs) um when I say that it's like (laughs) when you said that my first instinct was like Hanahaki AU with a happy ending but like ugh no (laughs) Not my babies. 
like, yeah, no. Not my babies. <laughs> not my no, babies. not the good boys. No suffering. I love a good royalty AU. Um, what else? I think a single dad AU would be cute. Oh, yeah. who's the single dad? <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> well, Who is it? I think Mookie's um, Kenma single dad AU is super cute, but... Aww. I also think Tora as a single dad really speaks to me. So I think I would probably make Tora the single dad. Yes. So we got royalty, single dad. Uh-huh. And more. then I think... Um, okay, so this is super, super cheesy, but I would love to write them in like... Um, like a totally cheesy cliche. I don't even think this has a... AU name, but like um, a Hallmark AU, I guess I would Oh call my god! It. So like, like the Christmas Prince, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Um, but more like Tora is like a country boy, and Kenma is from the city. Who, but he has to go to the country to like convince some farmer oh my or something god. to sell his. Yes, like, you, know, like, you know what I mean. Like I just feel yes. like that would have a great flavor. Oh my god! Yes, Lumber wrote a good. Um, Ushikuro AU like that. That was pretty pretty tasty one. Um, good fic. But I would also love to see that with like Kenma and Tora. I could just imagine like Kenma with his like switch, not wanting to like fucking yes. milk a cow or collect yes. like chicken eggs. Yes. And he like yes. drops his Nintendo Switch and like yes. cow poop or something dumb like that. Yes. Oh my god. Oh and, my god. And Tora just like wanting to help, but also being like super annoyed because why what yes. why <laughs> oh my god that's so funny i love that oh man well thank you for playing that little game with me yeah no thank you that was like i feel very inspired right now hell so yeah go you. write those pics <laughs> i love it all right so for my pen ultimate question is there anything else you want to let our listeners know about Horican that we haven't already discussed um well they are the best boys but i feel like we covered that um other than that they are soulmates and destined to be together forever no i think we covered everything <laughs> amazing <laughs> all right so for my final question oh man we're we're like yes check the boxes notes covered <laughs> bus another club another club no sleep Anyway, um, <laughs> so for my final question, if you could surmise the Torakin ship using three to five words or maybe a short sentence, what would that be? Oh, I actually <laughs> did this when you asked about it for a, in a tweet the other day, I think. I love my interactive tweets. They're so <laughs> much fun. They're so they're my favorite cute. games. They're, like, they're my favorite like, games to play. I literally like scroll on the Twitter like, what did she ask today let's tease my brain <laughs> literally it's so much fun and it's such a fun guessing game too like the one where it was the describe your ship with four memes badly i had a very hard time with that one oh that my one God. was a tricky that one was tricky i could not figure out half of them i was like i don't like if these aren't high q i am not well educated <laughs> on other me like <laughs> other ones on memes so, like, but anyway mm. your toriken thing Oh, from oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from fist fights to friends to lovers. 
Fist fights to friends to lovers. Put that. You got two t-shirt worthy moments in this episode. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Open up your own online shop, Brit. I'm going to be the first in line to buy these. Thank you. I have like, my Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Now's the time where you can plug your stuff. Awesome. Also, thank you so much for having me on. Um, My Twitter is Brittany Babbles. Um, I'm a really consistent person, so my AO3 is also Brittany Babbles. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And if you like what you heard, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. We've got a shit ton of episodes about high Q boys, rare pairs, whatever you can think of. It's probably in our backlog. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitchers, wherever you can plug into a mobile device and listen to junk. We have a Twitter and a TikTok at the One True Pod. We post fun questions. We post um, memes, and we post writer positivity because we need some positivity in this uh, world. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter, or you can send us an email at the One True Pod at gmail.com. Thank you one more time, Britt, for coming on the show, and I'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.